You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. attempt to teach something a whole lot of teaching in those moments though right I mean it's great to have people that that articulate and are able to explain revelation to us in the scriptures that's you know part of teachers responsibilities um, pastors responsibilities um, the other fivefold ministry giftings honestly it's it's all of our responsibility at some level because we're all created to disciple people Right, the Great Commission in Matthew 28 was given to all believers, and it may look different for each one of us. And y'all can go ahead and kick the lights on whenever, because I, I know on camera that they can't see me because of our, our current setup. And um, <clears throat> and though that may look different for each one of us, we all have that responsibility to pour into somebody else as, as we allow someone else to pour into us, right? It's, it's, it's part of the package deal that the cross and the blood paid for. I mean, I felt like the, the Father just wanted to remind us that, that if it wasn't for the cross and for the blood of Jesus, we've, we really have nothing. Like, we have no hope. We've got, I know, I'm, I'm like you, I want to go deep in, in revelation and mystical stuff and, and all of that. I love all of that. That's all, it's all part of it. You know, the, God, the supernatural is God's natural. You know, it's, it's my, I, I, that's my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world that I get to be a part of as a, as a son. You know, like we're all invited into that. But he oftentimes brings me back to the cross and if it wasn't for that singular event that took place, that Jesus went to the cross and literally chose us from the foundation of the world, and then at the cross, you see it in action. Because when you choose somebody, there's action, right? When you, some of you that are, are married, when you chose your wife, you chose your, your husband at, at the altar that day, that, that wasn't the last time you did it. I hope. Like you choose them again all the time. I choose you, right? All the time. And so Jesus is putting into action Him choosing us from the foundation of the world. Pre-cross, at the cross, and then the resurrection. Because without the resurrection, Paul says that we're just hopeless. Like we've got, you know, we literally, again, we're back to, we're, we're back to having nothing. And so it's the cross. I mean, I was just reminded as, as Isabella was singing, uh, thank you for the cross and for the blood. My gosh, that's it. I mean, we're not, it isn't like we move on past that. That's where we remain and we grow in maturity from that place. It's foundational. It's everything. Jesus is the chief cornerstone of everything that we will ever walk in as sons and daughters of God. Like that, that singular event, without that, we, we have no freedom to be who we were created to be. 
right? We, we, have no, we have no freedom. And I know that some of you don't even eat meat, and then we're back to killing animals again. So I don't know how that's going to work out for all the... <laughs> Without Jesus doing what he did, we've got, <laughs> we've got nothing, right? And we're back to a sacrifice that wasn't even sufficient to atone for sin once and for all. Like it didn't just cover it up. You know that everything you and I have ever chose to do wrong or did wrong in ignorance in our life that was deemed sin, missing the mark, it is completely abolished forever. Like in God's mind, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Isn't that, come on, isn't that a good thing? Like it doesn't, I know that we're reminded of it, I know that the enemy loves to remind, he gives us a snapshot of our past or whatever, or our worst moment in the day and says, this is what you're like. Aren't you glad that he doesn't have the final say in anything? <laughs> the father has the final say. Right? And it was finished. Jesus said it was finished at the cross. That was the father speaking to us through the son, through our king, through our Lord, through our savior. And saying, it's done. It's done. You don't have to be at a distance from me any longer. You can come in close. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to try to, to work your way into my presence. Or you can approach, as it says in Hebrews 4, the throne of grace boldly and confidently. All right? That, that, that He's good. That He loves us. That He's for us. I could see him drawing in worship. I could see him drawing circles around people. Like, and I, we have a friend, Dave Noel, who calls it the revival circle. You, you, you have one. Everybody has one. It's the presence of God that you carry. New Agers call it an aura. They're not real far off, right? Like it's, everybody has, a, has an aura. It's, it, it is energy. They're right. <laughs> the Bible calls the Spirit of God. The, it, one of the uh, words is uh, energio in the Greek. Right? It's, there's some serious energy right there. <laughs> if, you've seen, if you've seen him in action, you know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of energy. But it's the revival circle. Every one of us have around. And when I, I saw him drawing circles around us, I'm like, what, what are you doing, Jesus? And, and he, I felt like he was reminding us that this is where we are standing encompassed in his love. Right? We're standing encompassed in His love and that He is for us and that He is with us. Regardless of the season uh, or, or what uh, circumstances or situations or people that may be trying to speak louder than truth in your life right now, that literally He is with us, He is for us. We are surrounded in, encompassed in His love. Like all of heaven is backing us anxiously, in a good way, not the bad kind of being anxious, anxiously, in a good way, awaiting what we will do with everything that we've been given from that point of the cross. Everything that the cross made possible for all of us, not a select few or God chose some to do these great things and others, you know, are just going to come to church on Sunday and you'll enjoy some, some worship and hear some teaching and go about regular life. Like, I, I know that at least the majority of you that I know have been ruined from regular life. 
It just, when you encounter his love and you get wrecked in that, like Sarah prayed us into that, you know, some, that ooey gooey, like sloppy, messy love of the Father. When you encounter him like that, and then they're like, I feel like Jesus is laughing every time he wants me to come up and teach after somebody does something like that. I'm like, real funny, Jesus. But after you've encountered his love like that, there's literally, there's, there's no going back. I know there may be a few select people that have turned, unfortunately, back to whatever, right? But the majority, when we've encountered him, it's ruined us in a good way forever. Like, it's, there, there's, a, there's a new normal that takes place. And the new normal is literally laid out in the book of Acts. It's a new normal. It's, it's, you, want, you want church life? That's church life. And I know it looks different in our present culture, but the foundation will always remain the same. The foundation and chief cornerstone is Jesus, the cross, His blood, His resurrection, and when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts, men. Like he created a five-fold ministry to empower and equip the saints, the sons and daughters of God, to do the things that Jesus demonstrated were possible for every single person that says yes to what he did at the cross. John Wimber had a beautiful way of saying this, that everybody gets to play. Anybody like a good sports analogy? I, love, I just love sports, right? Most of them. I don't love all of them that they call sports. I saw Cornhole was going to be on ESPN not long ago. Headbands, stretching, you know, warming up. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to knock it. I like there to be more contact in my sports. A little more sweat, right? More grunting, yelling. I guess you can grunt and yell in the cornhole. <laughs> but literally, there's, there's no, in, in the Christian life, there's nobody on the bench. We're all on the field. The moment that you and I, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna read something out of the Bible, I promise. I've got I've got I've got 16 minutes. And I, I I've got a teaching that I plan to share over the next handful of weeks because even once I started to put it together, I realized that it wasn't gonna fit into one one service. It's definitely not going to fit into one now, but it's, it's good. I like to, to carry on series and, and things like that, but the, the moment that you and I said yes to Jesus, there was an impartation that took place. We like impartation. Anybody familiar with it? Impartation comes through a biblical principle uh, out of Hebrews 6 called the laying on of hands. Like in the Old Testament, it was very powerful. I've talked about this before. Uh, Moses laid hands on Joshua, and he is brilliant in a moment. Like, there's impartation all throughout the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, especially from fathers to, to sons. And 
And so that's why, you know, that's why interpretations of the Bible, like New King James, just calls us sons and doesn't call us sons and daughters. It's not because it's leaving women out. It's because the firstborn son was the one that was the one that got the blessing. And so it's a gender neutral thing. You really want to be a son in that context. Not not in gender, but in what you're receiving. You get it? I know we're all inclusive in everything that we do in 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 kingdom now and I appreciate that. We love, we empower women. It's one of the most I mean, one of the most profound statements that we ever made here in empowering women was ordaining Sarah was the very first person we ordained. Um, so we, we get all that, but it's, there's impartation throughout the whole Bible and it didn't stop when Jesus went to the cross and did what he did. Because after that, this is how I see it is that every person that says yes to Jesus, it's like 2021 years ago comes into the present time. And it's as if the resurrected ascended Jesus is laying hands on that particular person and imparting the Holy Spirit to them. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? (laughs) And with said Holy Spirit comes fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit gets kindled on the inside, ignited on the inside of every one of us. It's going to be hard to stop in 13 minutes. (laughs) When you start talking about fire, like, oh. So, when that fire starts, it's it's Jesus saying, he's imparting it is the way I see it. He's imparting it, and and he's saying that you are, you and I were created to burn, burn for him. Like like mediocre Christianity does not exist in kingdom living. I know I've been there. I've been, did you know that the, the Christian life is not created to be a roller coaster of spiritual highs and lows? That's not, my life was like that for you know, years of Christianity. So don't feel bad. There's no condemnation if you've been there. I guarantee everybody in this room, I don't care how spiritual you are, you've been there, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it can happen while you're at school. You can ha- I've, I've had, you know, I've had it while you're in ministry school stuff. I, I just, but, but that doesn't mean that we were created for it. And so there's a fire that got birthed on the inside of every one of us that we that endorses the lifestyle of continuing to ascend the hill of the Lord, right? Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those that have uh, clean hands and a pure heart. Guess what? You've got clean hands and a pure heart. (laughs) You got born again by incorruptible seed into a new nature called the divine nature, right? We're partakers of the divine nature, so you have clean hands and a pure heart. Done deal. Like, I don't have to debate that with myself. And if, if you do, just start declaring it every day until you believe it, until it's not a question in your mind any longer. And you know when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, you say, I've been born of incorruptible seed. I am a born-again son or born-again daughter of God. I am a partaker of the divine nature of God. <laughs> it's a way to start your day. I'm telling you what. And so you want to stoke that fire that's in there? Because when he gave us that fire, he also gave us responsibility. I know that there are some things that just are sovereign that are promises of God that take place. But I don't see very many of them 
He who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? But they're still calling on, even though he's the one that does the drawing. He's the one that implants the faith. He's the one that opens our eyes. So literally, we can't take any credit for anything. <laughs> Just having a moment, a, a moment. Of intelligence is what I had, right? I just I became smart in a moment, smart enough to say yes. <laughs> it was really just out of desperation and wanting to escape the lifestyle I was living. But most of the promises of God hinge on our action, us doing something. Now I will let me preface it with this: God's love is. God's love doesn't change. If you don't sit in a church seat, we don't have pews anymore. Thank the Lord. I can get down with a padded pew, but the wooden ones that I sat in raised in the Catholic church are just made it real hard to fall asleep. Especially at midnight mass. God's love, regardless of what you do the rest of your life on planet Earth, will not change for you. So what I'm getting ready to say does not determine how much He will love you. That's already done. Like He chose us before the foundation of the world. I know I'm in a room full of people who know that. Like He chose you because He loves you. Period. Before you ever existed, you were in His heart, a dream in His heart. Before the planet existed, you were a dream in His heart and in His mind. He wanted, that's why you're here. Because he loves you. <laughs> He's in love with you. We could go on and talk about that for a long time. But with that said, that preface, you get that, right? These things that I'm going to talk to you about over the next handful of weeks, I may preface it again next week. I don't know. I may forget. Who knows? But there are, there are practical principles, kingdom principles that, that, I have, Lindsay and I have applied to our lives to continually burn brighter and brighter over the years. There are practical things that we do uh, on a daily basis. There are practically, practical things that I apply to my life in every single season because this fire that he imparted into me is my responsibility. Let me, let me read it to you. 2 Timothy 1.6 in the Passion Translation. Um, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. That's Paul talking to Timothy. I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame. Right? He didn't say anything about going a 10-day fast and God will fan that thing into flame for you. Right? If you pray long enough, it will just happen. Like, if you just, he didn't, he, he said, those words, you fan into flame the gift of God, right? And rekindle, fan into flame the thing that got imparted to you. So it denotes action. I've heard, and even early on in Christianity, for, for years, Christians say things like, I just, I'm just waiting on God to take this, I'm waiting on God to do this. Right? I wish, I've, I've prayed and asked him to just do this for me. What if he was waiting on us to realize things like you're already empowered to 
not live in sin. Like the power of sin's been broken over your life. You already have the power to change the world on the inside of you. What are you waiting for? Why are you being reluctant to step out? I am, I'm with you. Heaven's backing you. You've got what you need. Just do it. Or just step out and take a risk. Right? God rewards risks, not results. And I'm reminded of that often. And so I'm going to read to you a couple more scriptures that all of them denote action. And then it's going to set me up to be able to talk about uh, these 11 things. Obviously not today. <laughs> these 11 things that are a regular part of my life that I, if I were to put my life on paper of what it's, what's got me to this place. These would, these would be the, the foundational things that I do. Because I was reminded not long ago, and I said it on Wednesday night, one of my, the first man of God that ever believed in me and empowered me, went home to be with Jesus uh, last week, and in the Holy Spirit was like, he, he started to speak to me and said, hey, you remember what, what Don taught you? Like from the very beginning of your Christianity, do you remember those things you used to do? I'm like, yeah. He's like, there's a few of them you need to get back to doing again. I'm like, all right. <clears throat> and so this it's brought me back to, and it was good timing because I got to speak at the graduation, and, and, and Anna and Aureli graduated from Revive School of Transformation, and I got to speak at the graduation and share these principles with students, and then... I thought to myself on Friday and then again on Saturday, why not share them with the family? You're all students. This is training and equipping. This isn't just church as usual. This is a, it's a, yes, it's a family affair, but it's us, you know, we, in, in through and in relationship, we, we learn how to empower each other more as we go out and change the world around us through His love and power. And so Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, if, I don't, if it's not the passion, then it's the New King James. So this is the New King James. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Denotes action, right? You seek those things which are above. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Denotes action, right? Acts 1, 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. So it denotes action. Shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Sorry, verse 19 and 20 also. Go, therefore, and disciple nations. For time's sake, I won't read the rest of it. You guys know it. Go, therefore, go. I mean, that, you can't get much more of an action word than that. And disciple nations. He said, here, I get all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I'm now giving it to you. I'm with you. I'm backing you. You have what you need to do what I'm saying. Isn't that good? 1 Timothy 1.18, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. He's saying, I've had people give you prophetic words. I've spoken to you in your, in your prayer time. And now I'm asking you to make that word or words a weapon 
to fight off discouragement and depression and disappointment and not seeing those things that, that I said will happen in those words, you take it, you fight with it because you have the grace to do that. Because you're a powerful person. You're not a vac- victim to circumstances. You're not a victim to season you're in or anything else. We're not victims. Isn't that good news? Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Whose job is it to rejoice? Mine. When I feel like it only? No. <laughs> in every, every, every day, I rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. As, as George Banoff says, that re-up on joy. <laughs> re-up on joy every day. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 in the Passion Translation says, Keep your thoughts continually fixed on, keep your thoughts, right? Whose responsibility? Mine. Continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Verse 9, put into practice. The example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Paul said, put it into practice. Who? Us. It denotes action again. So I hope that, is that enough scripture for you? I give you enough examples. We can just keep on going with that, but we won't. We keep on going. There's so many scriptures that are promises for us that denote action on our part. Christianity is not a passive lifestyle. I don't sit by and let life happen to me. All right? We're world changers. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, I, I never thought I would, I would be anything but a, a worldwide failure. Right? That's all I thought I would ever be. And, and then in a moment's time, when we get born again, he said, everything's changed. All things, old things have passed away. All things have become new. And now I define who you are and not your past or anything that you're going through. And you know, that doesn't just happen once. That happens throughout our whole lives. Because it's easy to let circumstances and situations and people speak louder than the truth that God says about us. But he's still the only one that can define us. It's, it's easy to let feelings, you know, all that stuff. I, know, I get it. But that doesn't mean that we live there forever. We're in process process even denotes action. <laughs> so I'm going to give you so I'm going to give you one thing that I do today. <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm just going to give you number 1 today and uh scriptures that go with it because there's I wanted to back up the things that I talked about at graduation. I wanted to add scripture to all of them for time's sake I couldn't do it there. But I wanted to add scripture to all of them because you and I realize that the, the Bible is the foundation of everything that we live by. If I don't have the Bible, if it's not my foundation and my footing, if I'm not turning to it for my decision making and the way that my life is guided, I'm, I'm quite possibly on the brink of getting out of bounds. And out of bounds is okay uh, when you're playing a sport, not so good when you're in the Christian life. <laughs> and that's why it's real important to have community. Submit one to another. And that way, if I get a little bit off on something that maybe I can't really, you know, revelation that I feel like I'm getting to maybe a little bit mm, stretching it, 
then somebody can tell me, hey, mm, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's right. And that's why I submit my revelation to people that are around me and spiritual fathers and mothers and say, hey, can I teach this like this? And I'll say, nah. Sometimes they'll say, yeah. And sometimes they'll say, yeah, maybe you should say it like this. And I'm like, okay, good. Right? Because I want to, you and I were created to end. Just like we started on fire, we were created to end as a blazing inferno of God's fiery love and end well. I've taken things from God's generals that were, and some of them, and they did incredible works for the Lord and, create, and, and accomplished amazing things. But there were some of them that ended very poorly. And there were a handful of different reasons, but one of those reasons was that they, some of them did not surround themselves with people that would get up in their business, people that really loved them because they wouldn't allow them to be in their lives. They only surround themselves with yes men. If you agree with me, we can hang out. If you don't, mm, not so much. I'll see you never. <laughs> right? That's just unhealthy. You have to surround ourselves with people that have differences of perspectives can help us grow and us. That's what a culture of honor is about. So, number one, I practice daily intimacy with God through prayer, the Word, and worship. This is a daily, daily thing in my life. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 through 18 says rejoice always. I'm sorry, 16 through 18 says rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I figure if it says pray without ceasing, I probably ought to do it daily. Psalms 119, 105 says the word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The Word of God is what actually lights up darkness. When I don't know where to go or what step to take next, the Word of God is what actually helps lead me and guide me. It's a sure footing and a foundation for my life. So Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner, of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You ever really want to know what's going on, your thoughts and your intentions? You can find out by reading the Word because it's living and powerful. It's not just words on a page. It's not just ink. Like, it is alive. Jesus is the Word. And when we read in intimacy through prayer, we pray and say, Holy Spirit, I want you to give me revelation. What's, what's fresh bread for today? And, and as I read in intimacy with my desire to encounter the one who gives me the revelation that I, I am going to get or I am getting, then it actually Jesus is the one that's doing the work in me through the word because he is, as it says in John 1, he is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? And so the word's not just on a page, the word is a person, just like truth isn't only revelation that comes from the Word and the Word of God, but truth is a person. His name's Jesus. Same with the Word. Romans 12.1, and this is about worship, and then I'll close. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. That's surrender. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. That's out of the NLT. 
This is truly the way to worship Him. When I couple, those things to me are, are inseparable. Prayer, worship, and word. Because when, when I'm praying, it's worship to God. When I'm reading, it's worship to God. My, my life, when, when I realize that this is a daily thing that you and I were created to do because we were created for intimacy with the Father, we were created to be connected at a heart level to Him and go deeper all of the time. Every day I should go a little bit deeper with Him. Every day I should get a little bit closer to Him. Every day I should know Him a little bit more. When I realize that, my life actually becomes a lifestyle of worship. You know, these worship sets that we do are are incredible because they create an atmosphere where anything can happen. When the Father comes in the room and it says that He inhabits or literally sits down in the praises of His people. Like when He comes in the room, like He, he, he does so, so often, you know, and I, I think He does all the time, but we just experience Him in different ways. When He comes in the room, any, anything's possible, but those worship sets were to, to create in us a lifestyle of worship. That you and I would realize that when you're at work, you're worshiping. When you're eating, you're worshiping. When you're watching the game, it's worship. When you're doing your favorite activity or pastime, it's worship. When you're spending time with your spouse or your kids, it's, it's worship. If it's worship, it's prayer, right? And then as I create a lifestyle of this, it actually, my natural response when I wake up in the morning to love is to live a lifestyle of worship and prayer to God. Because prayer is not just when I'm on my knees next to my bed or laying on my back or soaking or when I'm taking the undivided attention time, though that is important, right? Don't miss me there. But I realize that, that prayer is constant communion with God. It's that thing that Colossians 3 says, seek those things that are which are, are above, right? Set your mind on those things that are above. What's... Who's above? Like Jesus. It's not on the other side of Jupiter. It's, it's, it's not directional. It's dimensional. He's higher. We don't have time to get into all that. But you guys, I believe you get it. And so we were created to live. Our, our lifestyle as sons and daughters starts with prayer, worship, and the word. Period. I don't ever want to get outside of that. And whatever that looks like for you on a daily basis... Ask Holy Spirit to orchestrate it within your schedule, within what works with, with you and Him, right? This isn't, I'm not trying to get you to do what I do. That's why I didn't even lay out what my daily schedule looks like. It's whatever works for you. I, I, I will just, I will suggest that it be undivided attention time. Whatever, the, however much time that looks like for you and Him, you talk to Him about that. But as that happens, it deepens the intimacy and it creates the foundation that can becomes a sure footing so that we don't get out of bounds. We don't get off in some weird beliefs, right? We don't actually submit to what the world's culture says is all right today and begin to bring that into our lives, right? That we actually become an example of what it looks like to be, to be love. And then people will be attracted into the heart of the Father and they'll want what we've got. Right? It's not just that, that prayer, worship, and word daily is not just about being a good Christian. Like being a good Christian is like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't look like I don't do these activities so that you 
see me as a nice person. I do this to deepen intimacy so that I demonstrate love and give people an opportunity every time they're around me to get in that, that love circle, that revival circle, so that they can get free, they can get healed, right? They can come into knowing Him just like somebody did for, for you and I. That becomes our responsibility. You know, when we get, we get in, in, drenched in His love the way that we have been, you don't even have, you know, witnessing begins to look different. <laughs> Sometimes it looks like a hug. Sometimes it looks like just getting near somebody and they start to experience him. When I talk with people, the presence of God radiates from me. Some begin to laugh, some begin to cry, some begin to shake. Some may not outwardly respond at all, but all feel his presence and love. It's one of my declarations, if you couldn't tell. I didn't get to get to that principle today, but I'm going to pray. So, Father, thanks so much for a group of people that are hungry for you, that have, have been uh, fanning into flame the fire that they have on the inside of them. Thank you, Father, for helping all of us to apply these practical principles in our current life, uh, in the season that we're in, in a way that will deepen our intimacy with you, that will give us an even more uh, solid foundation in your word uh, that will help us to look like love on a daily basis. Yeah, we thank you, Father, that you make it easy for us. Thanks that you make it easy. So if we've complicated anything, help us to undo that and get back to the basics. Just like the message of the gospel, it's, it's, all, it's all simple. And so we thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. We thank you for giving us a roadmap of what will help us continue to grow in your fiery love. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> we got the prayer team that's going to come up here. And for you guys that may need prayer, if you need healing, uh, if you need some encouragement, if you just want somebody to pray with you about whatever, um, they're going to be up here um, momentarily. And so thanks for being here with us today. Hopefully we'll see you on Wednesday or at Healing Center Training uh, next Saturday. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.